At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Minnesota, it's the Vikings. What else would you expect? It's 29 to nothing, and then it was uh, coming down to the last play. Todd Furman tweeted out this, that the Vikings, in their 13 games this year, 10 of them have come down to the final play of the game. Think about that. that That's absurd. That is it's unfathomable. But, hey, thank you, Vikings, for keeping us entertained. Thank you, K.J. Osborne, for going over. Vikings, uh... Hitting the money line there for Mr. Seidenberg and the uh, the Harrison Smith punch out uh, there on the final play of the game of Friermuth. Not only important to the spread, but if you joined us last night, our guy Paul Charchi and like KJ Osborne over mm-hmm. and Pat Friermuth under. And because of that punch out by Harrison Smith, the under comes home <laughs> for Mr. Uh, for Friermuth and Mr. Charch. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. Always a pleasure. Been too long to bring on. Good buddy, Tony Miller from Golden Nugget, uh, doing his thing behind the book over there. Tony, over on a Thursday night, and uh, the favorite comes home. That's usually not a great trend, but I'm curious, with the Vikings going off as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite, that that had to be tempting to take the dog there. So how did the book fare uh, tonight with this uh, outcome? 
let me tell you, talking about a game of two halves, that was <laughs> it right there. But uh, you know what? We're a Minnesota house, and we get a lot of Minnesota playing clients that come into the Golden Nuggets. And they laid the three and a half with me, and they kept laying it, and I couldn't stop it. But the good thing was I did get a lot of Steeler money line money at the end, and uh, we basically broke even on the game. The over hurt me a little bit, but other than that, yeah, it was, it was back and forth with the money line in the side all day long. 36-28, to 28, the final score. Uh, Vikings get the win. Uh, they cover the three and a half, and the over comes home. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to Sunday and uh, and how you guys have been moving. I, I'm, you know, this line is is interesting to me. It's Baltimore at Cleveland. I'm not sure where you guys opened, uh, Tony, but I know market wide it was one one and a half, depending on where you looked in favor of Baltimore. I've seen a flip of favorites, and now we're getting you know at some spots. Uh, close to that key number of three. Uh, what have you been seeing on this Baltimore-Cleveland game and what has led to this uh, flip of favorites? Yeah, we're at two and a half on the game right now, the total of 42 and a half. And you're right, it did flip. And, uh, you know, I've been getting brown money coming in all week, and there are some minus three even monies out there. And I will not be surprised if we end up going to three also. The money's still coming in on the Browns. Uh, you know, the Baltimore, they, they're going on the road, and you know, they just haven't played that well lately. And uh, maybe with Mayfield coming back home, and, you know, it's a big game for them. They're 6-6 six and six right now, so they need this win. And uh, I'm seeing the money coming in on Cleveland right now, laying a two-and-a-half. Tony, we know that Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears, as he <laughs> will, is happy to remind everyone of that fact. Can you get anyone to place a wager on the Bears here in this matchup in Lambeau? <laughs> I can't, and you know, unfortunately, you know, the, the money's pouring in on Green Bay. I mean, it's lopsided in my book right now. We're at twelve and a half on the game, and it's all Green Bay money. And this game's probably going to continue to go up. And uh, being the late game on Sunday night, we're going to need the Bears really bad in that game. And I just don't like my chances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going against uh, the man who has part ownership of the uh, of the Chicago Bears is uh, is never an enjoyable experience. We're talking to Tony Miller, uh, sportsbook director over at the Golden Nugget. Um, you know, going back earlier in the day, it's 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 always interesting. And in, in, you know, when we talk about this, we try to think about overreaction spots. So, what was it a couple weeks ago here in Vegas, Tony? Uh, the Raiders are getting just two and a half at home. And I felt like this was the ultimate buy low spot on Kansas City, and it, it bared out to be true. Kansas City obliterated the Raiders. Now, that line is nine and a half there at your shop. I'm seeing some tens where we sit here at Circa. It's gotten to ten. Uh, is this a similar situation where it's what have you done for me lately? The Raiders just lost to Washington. Uh, and now the Chiefs, they seem to be rolling. Are people racing to lay this big old number with the Chiefs? You know, it was funny on that Thanksgiving Day game when the Raiders beat the Cowboys. You know, everyone started believing in the Raiders, and that quickly turned around. And uh, we've seen how they played on the field at home in the past few weeks. So, yeah, going on the road now to the Chiefs, where they got annihilated at home by them, uh, their Kansas City money is going to come in. And there is some 10s out there. I wouldn't be surprised. We're at a 9.5 right now if we go to 10. And Kansas City is a very public favorite, favorite in my book. So, money's going to come up. Stop coming in on them, and it's going to keep pouring in, and uh, we're going to go to 10 on that game for sure. You know, taking a look uh, maybe at a broader picture here, Tony, when you look at the Arizona Cardinals, they're the best record in the NFL at 10-2, and two, the number one seed in the NFC, and if they win out, they'll be in control of that number one seed. Yet, 
they don't seem to be getting a lot of love here. If you look at the future market, it's the Bucks, it's the Packers, and the Cardinals are just kind of that team that uh, seems to be forgotten. And maybe it's because they didn't perform well in prime time and that loss to the Packers. But are you seeing, uh, you know, is there a reason why they're not one of the top favorites to win the NFC or to win the Super Bowl despite having the best record in the NFL right now? You know, that's a great question. They do have the best record. And it's just like the public does not believe in this team or Kyler Murray. And I don't understand why. And, uh, you know, with this game on Monday night at home, laying two and a half at home against the Rams, big game for them. And they can make a statement on Monday night. I know for a fact that in my book, in the future book, at the beginning of the NFL season, they bet the Cardinals with me on the future is really, really good. So if the Cardinals should go on to win the Super Bowl, I might be in a little bit of trouble with that future market. But, uh, yeah, man, they're a good team. I don't understand why they're not getting more back in, but they can make a statement on Monday night. Talking once again to Tony Miller, Sportsbook Director over at the Golden Nugget. Uh, only one college football game on uh, on the books this weekend. Uh, if for my money, best rivalry in all sports. I know it's you know different. Uh, but uh, I love this game. I love watching it. And uh, I took seven and a half with Navy. I know it's been a tough year uh, for the mids, but you look at their strength of schedule. It has been a you know, murderer's role for the midshipmen. And Army's played well, though. you got to give them credit. They're eight and three. Uh, what has the action been like? What do you expect the action to be like, Tony, uh, for this island college football game? And, and uh, who do you think you ultimately need? You know, being that the only game on the, on the day on Saturday, Navy Army, and that's a great game to watch, tradition and whatnot. Uh, Army's minus seven with us right now in the book. I expect the public money to use them in parlays and teasers and, and use them on Saturday going into Sunday. So I expect money to come in on Army. We'll see if it comes off that key number seven or not. But this has always been such a great tradition and rivalry, and uh, it should be a good game. We'll see what the weather is on Saturday. Yeah, rain could be in the forecast there in Jersey, Tony. And between these two teams, 15 straight unders. How low can this number go for Saturday? <laughs> yeah, we're at 34 and a half right now. And it, it, you're right. The weather does play a part in this game, and we'll see what happens. And we'll see if it dips down lower than what it is right now. Tony, uh just looking at bowl season, and I, I'm, you know, as an odds maker, or, <laughs> you know, look, uh, our, our jobs as betters are try to beat you guys, but we like you, you know, and, <laughs> and sometimes I don't envy your position because when it comes to bowl season, it's almost kind of like uh, a little bit like the NFL draft because it, it's, you know, how quick can you get to your, your phone to bet a particular game with all the news coming out? So how do you normally go about you know, these opt-outs because it feels like they're they're firing left and right and then a coach takes a job over here and because of that, there's a trickle-down effect. So what is just overall, how do you go about keeping tabs on the coaching moves and the opt-outs and everything involved with the bowl season? You're right. It's, it's a tough, tough job with the bowl season right now with the coaches, the way they're changing and signing back and forth with different teams and these players opting out and entering the draft and whatnot. Or don't just want to take the chance of getting hurt. Uh, yeah, we're constantly looking at Twitter, going online, looking at things. And any rumors we hear, we try and follow up on. We have to because the way the social media is today and the public has gotten so much smarter as far as betting goes across America, you know, it's us against the public, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a tough battle. And uh, we got to stay on our toes, and that's what you got to do. You got to 
got to pay real, real close attention to these bowl games and who's in and who's out. Tony, as far as the playoff goes, do you expect uh, the public to jump in uh, throughout the next couple of weeks? Or typically, as we get closer and closer to New Year's Eve, will the public money come in later? Yeah, I think a lot of, most of the public money on those games are coming after Christmas. Uh, I expect a lot of money on those uh, final, you know, four teams, and it's going to be fun to watch. And, uh, man, I wish I was holding one of them Cincinnati tickets. The futures are 200 to 1 right now. <laughs> uh, there, there they are. And, you know, they're the public favorite right now. That's the little Cinderella team that everybody wants to see upset Bama and go on to the final, and we'll see what happens. It's going to be a fun, fun two games to watch. What what do you think? Just kind of guessing right now. Um, you know, sitting there at thirteen and a half. I, I love that you guys, you know, across the market opened here at thirteen. You giving yourself that wiggle room. Are we going to go over that key number? Um, you know, here we sit. You know, still three weeks away, as Scott alluded to. Do you think the public's going to lay the big number? It's once again. It's what have you done for me lately? Last time we saw Alabama, what did they do? They smashed the best defense in college football. So I, I got to imagine they're going to want to lay the number with Alabama. So do you anticipate this getting to uh, 14? Yeah, I think they will. You know, I put up some scenarios a few weeks back of college football bowl championships, and uh, the only games they bet with me in those scenarios against all the other teams was they laid the number with Georgia against all the teams, and they laid the number with Bama. And in the scenario I had up with Georgia versus Bama, they bet Georgia. So they're in love with Alabama and Georgia. They think for some reason these two are, you know, so much farther ahead than the other two. But I expect a lot of public money to come in, but as soon as we move it to a certain spot, we'll get that sharp money coming in on the mobile phone and on the counter <laughs> to, to get us back even. So we'll see how it turns out. But, yeah, I think those numbers are going to go up. You can follow Tony on Twitter at LV Sportsbook Director over at the Golden Nugget, just down the road from where we sit. Tony, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks, buddy. You take care now. There he is, Tony Miller, with some great insight from behind the counter. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. A thriller on Thursday Night Football. More thoughts on the Vikings holding on for a victory. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports betting discussion around your local teams. Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now our guy Will Hill covering New York. Subscribe to your local city casts wherever you get your podcast. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Scott Seidenberg filling in for Mr. King today. I am Tim Murray, live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. As man, oh man, the Minnesota Vikings get the win 36-24 to over the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight. They are now 6-7 and on the year, are the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, trying, scratching and clawing with the fingernails to get into <laughs> the postseason here. Uh, as Washington, look, I don't know the tiebreakers off the top of my head. They haven't played each other, uh, but Minnesota is now 6-7, and seven, and Washington is playing Dallas. They're an underdog at home, uh, and if Washington loses, same record as the Minnesota Vikings, uh, the 49ers this weekend. Um, Bengals. They are taking the Bengals on the road, losable games. So the Minnesota Vikings, as you talked about quite a bit, and I agree, they go 9-8, and eight, I think there's a chance. Yeah. I don't know what the tiebreakers are. We'll have to figure that out, but... From here on out, the Minnesota Vikings, they need to go 3-1. and one. And I think at the end of the day, how it's going to play out, can't lose to the Lions. And yeah. I think that Lions loss is going to be the reason why they don't make the postseason. Well, think of this right now. Look at the look at the conference record for those teams that are in contention, right? Minnesota's 4-4 four and four in conference. The Niners are 5-5 five and five in conference. Washington is 5-2. and two. Yeah. But... If they start losing games to the teams that they're going to be playing against, those will be conference losses. But if they should win one of those games, they will then hold tiebreakers over both Washington and Minnesota when it comes to these playoff seedings. So it's very important for these games, especially the conference games, to uh, you know get themselves these wins. Uh, there's conference games for the rest of the season. This was an AFC game that the Vikings played against the Steelers yep. here. So the win helps them in the overall record, but did not help them with conference tiebreaker. They, these are the games they have to win now. Yeah, and you think about the Detroit Lions game. That's a division game. Mm-hmm. That's a conference game. It's just a game you can't lose. And uh, they did, and they've got to overcome that. 
Uh, but, yeah, to your point about Washington, next four weeks it is Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles. It's a tricky <laughs> stretch there for Washington, but if they go – Two and two in those, you know, like you said, they're seven and four in the conference or eight and eight going into a game against the Giants on the road uh, to close out the season. Uh, potentially a tiebreak situation. They would be in better shape yeah. than Minnesota. Uh, just depends on how they do against Philadelphia, who's kind of lingering there as well. Uh, if I forced you to pick the two, assuming the Rams get in, mm-hmm. who are the next two wild cards? Uh, it's going to be Washington and the 49ers. Okay. I yesterday I said the 49ers and the Eagles, uh, partially because I need Washington to go under eight and a half. Actually, how about this? Cowboys and the 49ers. Oh, yeah. You're all about Washington (laughs) winning this division. Washington uh, was, I believe, the most bet division champ in the entire NFL uh, at one spot in town preseason. So that would not be great for sportsbooks if Washington ends up winning uh, the NFC East, and now you can get pretty juicy odds there. You see it at DraftKings at plus 650. Last, you could have gotten it at plus 1,400 two weeks ago, plus 1,200 last week. Do you think Washington beats Dallas this weekend? Again, without Logan Thomas, it changes my outlook completely. And Montez team. Sweat is yeah. out. Another piece of the defense although, missing. Although the rushing defenses that the Washington will face for the next couple of weeks is pretty bad. So if you're looking at Gibson maybe dominating this this stretch for them, that's going to be how they're going to have to win these games. So today uh, we had Mike McCarthy making some uh, headlines. Head coach of the Dallas Cowboys said, quote, we're going to win this game. I'm confident in that. And then Amari Cooper, of course, man, we're going to go out there and get the W. Jonathan Allen, Washington defensive tackle, who, by the way, is playing eight having a phenomenal year. You know, all the love and about Chase Young and uh, Montez Sweat, et cetera. Jonathan Allen's, you know, borderline all pro this year. Hmm. said the only guaranteed in this world is death and taxes. Now, Mike McCarthy did, was asked about it again. He goes, I mean, what am I supposed to say? Yeah, I fully expect to win every game I've ever competed in. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. what sports is all about. That's what the NFL is all about. Trust me, blah, blah, blah. Um, by the way, Dak Prescott was asked about it, and he said, bleep, yeah. It was an S, yeah, not a other letter <laughs> F, yeah. Uh, it doesn't put us in a bad spot. Obviously, if you're preparing for this game, you're a Dallas Cowboy. If you're a fan, you expect to go in and win each. I, I love this, man. This is great. This is what sports is all about. You know, people getting all fired up about bulletin board material. Look, these are two rivals, and I'll be honest. I am from Washington, D.C. This rivalry has meant... Not a lot in my lifetime. I, I, you always hear about the old heads. Look, I'm 34, man. Like, this rivalry has basically meant nothing my whole entire hmm. life because Washington has made it mean nothing. Back in the day, in the 80s and the 90s, we go back to the 70s, it was phenomenal. I love this. I, look, it's still a 6-6 six six football team against an 8-4 football team. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully this gets that fan base a little fired up. Maybe they go to that stadium and it isn't, Fully packed with Cowboys fans, like it normally is. Mm. Uh, I, I I love the fact that 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 this happened. It just adds a little element to this game. Look, if you watch tonight uh, on you know watch the Thursday nighter, you know what they were promoting the hell out of this game. Yeah, Dallas and Washington. The NFL loves when these two teams are relevant because this is one of the historic rivalries 
of the NFL. But does this ultimately mean anything? Because I don't think it does. I like the number, if that means anything. For Washington. I, yeah, I like the four and a half. I just uh, say, I just think overall we make way too much out of, oh, yeah, yeah no. to more material. No, they're not going to mean anything. The, the, well, the Washington, players you don't think, care. You think Washington wasn't fired up to play Dallas? They've won four straight. That's the leader in the division. They're two games back. Hell, yeah, they want to be fired up. I don't know. It, 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 it leads to more talking points. But let's just talk about this game. You do like Washington taking the points. I do like the points. I like the number at home. Uh, you know, it, weather could be a factor, maybe. It could, and I just think the running game is going to be the difference here. And the running game of the Washington football team could be the reason why they stay competitive and close in this game. Uh, Dallas has not been great against the run. Antonio Gibson's had a nice season. If he could have some put up some big-time numbers, they can sustain some drives. You don't have to ask Taylor Heineke to do too much, especially missing one of his biggest weapons. Uh, I think that they can make this a field goal game, give themselves a chance to win in the fourth quarter. Dallas, to me, is a team that um, is, and I called the Chargers Jekyll and Hyde, Dallas is a team, to me, that uh, is hit or miss. Not so much that they're inconsistent where it's like one week they're another team, that each, team, each week they're a different team. They're hit or miss. They either play really, really good or they play really, really bad. And so there's no middle for them. There's no, like, grind-it-out type of games for the Dallas Cowboys. It's either really, really good or really, really bad. Now, the grind-it-out game, you want to say that was against the Chargers in Week 2? Guess what? Should have lost that game. Bad call by the official. But I look at the loss to the Chiefs, the loss to the Raiders. I mean, how do you lose that game to the Raiders at home on Thanksgiving? How do you lose that game? And then you beat the Saints. Okay. The Saints had nothing going. They for were them. terrible. They were oh god, the Saints were awful in that game. You beat the Falcons. Falcons are terrible. You know, you lost to the Broncos as a double-digit favorite at home. How do you lose that game? So I'm not so you know high on the Dallas Cowboys as being this you know wow look at them they can make some noise in the NFC postseason. No, they can get blown out no matter who they play in the first round. Even they're going to lose to a wild card team. They're going to lose at home to the San Francisco 49ers in the first round of the playoffs, probably. Oh, I would love to bet the San Francisco 49ers in that spot. Yeah, so I'm I'm just not sold on this Cowboys team. In Washington, I like the number for Washington. In Dallas in a couple of weeks, I might have a different opinion. You know, you may bring up a big point, a good point on Antonio Gibson, because Antonio Gibson, you know, so many people were really high on him. I think rightfully so. He had a hell of a rookie year, uh, and... I thought, you know, the start of the year, you look at his numbers. He had a good opening game against the Chargers, and after that, it was kind of ho-hum. Since this turnaround, that bye week, where they you know, beat the Buccaneers, two touchdowns in that game, followed that up with 95 yards on the ground against Carolina, followed up with a buck 11 against the Seahawks. He had seven receptions in that mm-hmm. game, Scott. And then last week against the Raiders, 88 yards on the ground, five receptions, caught a touchdown. Antonio Gibson really seems like... We all know um, how good uh, you look at um, who am I? Uh, Terry McLaurin. Excuse yep, me. scary Terry. Brain fart. Um, but with Antonio Gibson now, that that is what they were ex- anticipating. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on this one because I think that number is telling you something. It is four and a half for a reason. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. 
It's a huge one. Huge one in the NFC East. And uh, I like that we had a little log to the fire there uh, <laughs> when it comes to this rivalry. That's Scott. I'm Tim. It's the Nightcap. You know, I'm Right now, when you sign up for our $99 mid-season, mid-season football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VEASAN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus 20 bucks to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time off. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift. Head over to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Alongside Scott Seidenberg, sitting in for Mr. King, I am Tim Murray. 36 to 28, a thrilling game. If you yeah. if you went to bed at halftime and you woke up to us two knuckleheads saying, thrilling game? What, what are you talking about? Are you talking about Rutgers and uh, Purdue? Because that was thrilling. Half-court shot, Ron Harper Jr. Get some. No, this game was thrilling. Came down to a final play. Yep. And uh, Harrison Smith punches out Pat Fryermuth. Uh, his potential touchdown pass, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, did throw a perfect ball there. Uh, so now the Steelers sit at 6-6-1, six, six, and one, and uh, the Vikings at 6-7. and seven. Yeah. That is where we stand. Playoff chances probably done. Not mathematically eliminated, but based on their schedule, I think they're capable of pulling an upset victory over the next couple of weeks against especially a division rival. But in terms of winning out and making the postseason, probably not going to happen. So earlier in the show, while we were, you know, talking about other things because it was 29 to nothing in a boring Thursday night football game, uh, we talked about our VEASAN Bowl betting guide, which, by the way, comes out on Monday, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Uh, many of us... Uh, a part of this butte, Steve Mackinnon, Matt Humans. Uh, I'm for sure I'm forgetting people, but Scott wrote up some mm-hmm. games. I wrote up some games. Adam Burke, of course, he wrote up some games. So we already talked about the Sugar Bowl, which I'm excited about. That's part of the uh, the trifecta of New Year's Six games on New Year's Day. And uh, I got the early game uh, on that day. I will be actually in attendance as a fan. I will be driving down to lovely Glendale, Arizona. Uh, to see Oklahoma State take on Notre Dame. Um, and, you know, you look at the line, open one and a half, depending on where you looked, and now you're seeing some threes out there. Uh, I personally have played this at two and a half. I think it's going to be a very public play, which makes me nervous, as you know how I like mm-hmm. to bet, Scott. Mm-hmm. So this does make me a little bit nervous. But a big thing for me in bowl season is motivation. And in part of my write-up on the Fiesta Bowl, I said – if Brian Kelly remained at Notre Dame, I don't know the motivation there for the Irish. I think they're up for it. They Look, they played really well with Brian Kelly on the sidelines. They closed out the season winning their final seven games, covered all seven of those games. After their bye week, they won by an average of almost four touchdowns. But the level of competition wasn't great. Only two of those teams that they played ended up making a bowl, and both of those teams ended up 6-6 six and six in North Carolina and Virginia. So this is a horse of a different color you're taking on Oklahoma State. But everybody saw how this team reacted to 
the hiring of Marcus Freeman as their head coach. Yeah. I mean, it went viral. Uh, you hear that man speak, and you want to run through a brick wall. I know that's cliche to say, but you have that. You have Tommy Reese, their offensive coordinator, who is being wooed heavily by LSU to come mm-hmm. down and be, uh, I believe, the highest-paid uh, offensive coordinator in the SEC. He goes in, and he pulls you know, uh, the, you know, I'm not leaving speech uh, that Leo uh, yep. once upon a time did. Uh, why am I forgetting? I always Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. I, I, that movie, for some reason, just is out of my mind. Um, so you got that all going for you. I don't think Kyle Hamilton, I don't have any inside information. I just don't think he'll play. I don't think he should play. Look, mm-hmm. the young man's going to be a top five pick. So go go do it. If you're not healthy, don't play. Uh, but I think this team is very motivated. And, I, you know, it's interesting because uh, these players have, there's like four of them have a podcast. Kyle Hamilton's one of them, Scott. And after the news came out that Brian Kelly was leaving, they didn't, they actually were very mature about it. And they said, look, you know, it's the name of the game. I think when he went down and made his intro press conference saying, yeah. you know, I'm here to win a championship, I think that's what got them fired up even My more. family. Well, that too. So, and then inside the nuts and bolts, I think this is a, I do think this is an interesting matchup because Notre Dame, when you look at the two best defenses that they played, Cincinnati and Wisconsin, look, they beat Wisconsin by 28. Mm-hmm. They returned two interceptions for a touchdown. Yeah. They returned a kickoff return for a touchdown. They had like 240 yards in that game. They couldn't run the ball whatsoever. Kyron Williams is averaging like 1.8 yards per carry. And then you look at what Baylor did running the ball in the Big 12 championship. They had no success running the ball against Oklahoma State. The question I don't know the answer to is, is Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator for Oklahoma State, going to coordinate this game? So he's coaching in this game, but he's coaching... The next with, day, he's going yes. to Ohio State. So he's he's okay. I should phrase this differently. He's going to be involved in the preparations for this game. Uh, I think he's coaching with one foot out the door. Yeah, and he's coaching with the added um, the added onus of helping the transition helping Mike Gundy and the other assistants on that staff move on without him. So he might not be 100% focused on the game plan as opposed to focused in on letting some of the assistants take over some of the game planning, letting some of the assistants lead a practice here or there. Mike Gundy taking control of certain things. So Jim Knowles is not going to be – he is coaching for them – but he's not going to be as involved as he would have been if this was the Big 12 championship game. So another factor that I that you know I'm curious to see how it plays out. I think that the lone reason Oklahoma State lost was Jalen Warren didn't play. That is their leading receipt runner, mm. over 1,100 yards rushing. Um, you know Spencer Sanders was four picks too. That also is a, yeah. a big, big reason too. Um, but Jalen Warren was suited up on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. The, the you know the the broadcasters is he going to play? We don't know. And then ultimately, Mike Gunny at halftime, you know, told I forget who the sideline reporter was. He's never going to play. He was like, he's not playing. Yeah, he's never going to play. Just so wanted, just wanted to dress with his teammates. So Jalen Warren is a senior, ran for over eleven hundred yards. My guess is Scott, if he's healthy, he's going to want to play. Yes, of course. And, and the thing is, though, for Oklahoma State, there is a little bit of disappointment sure. in being here. They were, they were half, one yard away. Not from even, one. Yeah. Not even a yard away from potentially being in the college football playoff. 
It would have been really interesting to see what the committee would have done between them and Cincinnati. I think they got it. I think they would have won that game. So there's a little bit of disappointment, and that motivation could lead to, in that lack of motivation could lead to a subpar performance here. And motivation is a very big factor when it comes to these bowl games. Sometimes these kids are just happy to get their swag package and and enjoy one more time out there, right? Other times, they treat it as an extension of this season and a win that they want to have to put an exclamation point on this season. And that's where Notre Dame is, Tim. You mentioned the, the, the videos mm-hmm. with Marcus Freeman talking to his team in the locker room. One thing that stood out to me in all of those meetings with his players was that he kept on saying, we're not done. Mm-hmm. We still have a job to do. This season's not over. I don't think that Marcus Freeman looks at this game like the start of 2022, seeing who he's going to have for spring practice. Yeah, this isn't a game. He's going to want to win this game as an extension and an exclamation point on this season and get that first win underneath his belt and then move on to next year. Yeah, and this isn't a game, you know, where if you've watched Notre Dame football this year, Tyler Buckner is the freshman quarterback, comes in as kind of a run threat. He's not playing 50% of the snaps. Jack Cohn is playing this game. He is the starting quarterback this game. You know, Kyron Williams, who uh, Dane Brugler, I think, had him as a top five running back in this upcoming draft. He's playing in this Mm -hmm. game. And, you know, one thing that Jack Schwarbrick, the athletic director, talked about was the leadership of this team, kind of keeping it together. Um, So I think, uh, look, as a Notre Dame fan, I wanted Michigan State because I think Michigan State has serious flaws defensively. I think Notre Dame could have taken advantage of that. I think it comes down to... Notre Dame's defense against Oklahoma State's offense. What are we going to see from Oklahoma State's offense, right? Mm-hmm. Jalen Warren, is he going to play? If so, that's a huge run threat, huge piece to the puzzle. I mean, this is a team in the Big 12 championship, Oklahoma State, rushed for 70 yards on 40 carries. Yeah. Spencer Sanders was an absolute disaster. That all being said, they had the ball at the one-yard line, not one but two different drives mm-hmm. and couldn't get it in. You know, and I, I think it does it, – it certainly needs to be brought up, Scott. Mike Gundy has been the head coach of Oklahoma State for 17 years. Yeah, he's, he's a man. A, he's not 40 anymore. He's won 148 games. Marcus Freeman has never been a head coach before. So that does have to factor into this. That all being said, anything under three, I think Notre Dame is worth a play. I'm on the Irish. It's one of my favorite plays. Oh, man. Too many people Sorry. like Notre Dame. I know. <laughs> Too many people like Notre Dame. All right. Those are our write-ups. Once again, check out. The bowl preview. Uh, there were a couple other games. I got the pinstripe bowl, but I don't think people need an in-depth breakdown. I got the Arizona bowl. No, there you go. So, hey, oh, Chippewa. Boise State, Central Michigan, <laughs> UVA, and Maryland. We'll leave it to the bowl guide for you to read about those ones. We'll wrap things up when we come back. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Things up here on the nightcap. The look ahead will be with not Scott Steinberg. Nope. He's hanging out with me all evening long. We've got hoops. Great hoops. Peterson will be breaking down a huge, huge night of college basketball. Big night in the state of New Jersey. Yes, sir. Big night in the state of Iowa is the Iowa State Cyclones. Get it done. Make me look dumb. But hey, I'll take a two on one night. Seton Hall coming home. KJ Osborne hitting the over. Vikings win tonight, 36-28. to Big upset of the night. Rutgers, Scarlet Knights catching 14 at home. <laughs> Get it done. Ron Harper Jr., half-court shot at the buzzer to give Rutgers the victory and 6-1 to one on the money line if you played it at South Point at close. So shout-out to uh, Rutgers, Seton Hall, as we mentioned. They got, it, they got home as well as they beat Texas. So uh, a big night of college hoops. I'm sure hoops will Seton Hall undefeated at home? I think so. Uh, I would think that sounds right. I don't know. Um, I believe Seton Hall. Yeah, they're eight and one. Uh, I believe yeah, undefeated. Uh, their one loss was that. Um, no, they lost to Ohio State, but that was a probably neutral site. That was um in Fort Myers, I think. So eight and one yep. start for the uh, the Pirates. They were a short favorite tonight. And guess who plays this weekend? Seton Hall and Rutgers. Beautiful. As uh, that'll be a uh, I think it's a Sunday game. So. Uh, there you go. Can't fade either one of those teams uh, <laughs> because they're playing each other. So big night in college hoops. Big night 
uh, for the NFL because it ended up coming down to the wire again, 36 to 28. Vikings do get to cover. Prop bets galore. Pretty much overs across the board. Dalvin Cook goes for over 200 yards. Yeah. Scores two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson scores the game's first touchdown. K.J. Osborne, he goes over. That was something we talked about. Pat Fryermuth goes under. Shout out to Paul Charchian. Thanks for that one. Uh, ben Roethlisberger goes over. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Najee went over. Najee went over as well. Clay Poole went over his receiving uh, numbers. By the way, uh, something we did not mention while watching that game, uh, Chase Claypool is getting fried right now because of his celebration yeah. after a first down with about 25 seconds to go, cost them three, four, maybe five seconds. And uh, he ended up getting benched at the end of the game. Mm. Mike Tomlin benched him for the final, I believe, play of that game. So uh, we will see. Could it have led to maybe one more snap? Maybe. You never know. Yeah. And and once again, uh, the final play of the game, 36-28, pass to Pat Fryermuth. Great pass from uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Better play from Harrison Smith punching it out as the Vikings get the win, holding on despite having a 29 to nothing lead. So it's Friday for you. So let's take a look at the weekend. We'll kind of go rapid fire here. Yeah. And, and I do want to hit on Army-Navy. Um, you know, this is a game that I love watching. I've been to it before. It's the uh, best. I was fortunate enough to be on the broadcast team uh, for Navy for a handful of years. Unfortunate to never be on the winning side mm. of that. Um, I played Navy at seven and a half at seven. It's a stay away. I just think it's a lot of points and, and look, army's had a good year. Uh, but I look at the strength of schedule. Kenny talked about this. Kenny white earlier this week. I know how these games play. You look at that total 34 and a half, uh, you know, the trend, and I'm sure you're going to get into the trend of the unders hitting 15 consecutive times. I, I think Navy at seven and a half is, is worth a look. Quarterback play has not been great. Uh, I, I totally recognize that. But I think this team, the way that they closed out the year, uh, they covered, almost beat East Carolina on senior day. They followed it up with a win over Temple. Now an extra week to get prepared for Army. This is their Super Bowl. No bowl game for Navy. Uh, Now Army, with the win, gets the Commander-in-Chief trophy again because they beat Air Force earlier this year in overtime. But I think Navy's going to be ready for this game. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they're absolutely going to keep this thing close. Uh, I think if you can get seven and a half, I think that is worth a play there for the mids. What do you see in this one? I completely agree with you. This is Navy's bowl game. You know, Army's oh, yeah. still going to play a bowl game in a couple of weeks, so they will have another game. Uh, this is it for Navy. Um, I think that you throw out the records when these two teams play against each other. You know that. You've seen that year in and year out. And uh, I go back to the under trends. I mean, Navy could stay in this game without even attempting one single pass. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they probably will try and do that. Now, Army has looked like the better team this year. But like I said, throw the records out when these two teams play each other. Seven is a lot. And in a game that I don't think will feature many touchdowns, I'll gladly take the points. The total is dropping. And they're probably going to make this thing lower by the time it gets to Saturday. Could be a little bit of rain in the forecast. Uh, Now, it's not a grass field, so it's not like it's going to be a muddy game uh, there at the Meadowlands. Uh, But 15 straight unders between these two teams. And, Tim, since 2004, all games between service academies, so we're talking about Army, Navy, and Air Force, they have gone under 40 times, nine overs, three pushes. 40 unders. Nine overs, three pushes since 2004. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Navy with the points. Yeah. Uh, so we will uh, we will see come Saturday afternoon, MetLife Stadium. 
Uh, it, it recently really has majority of the time been in Philadelphia, but mm-hmm. it being uh, 2021, 20-year anniversary of September the 11th, uh, they are having this game in the New York area. And uh, I haven't Life seen Stadium. the Navy uniforms oh, yet. They're the incredible. Army uniforms are paying tribute to one of the response units uh, in Afghanistan as a result of the attacks on September 11th. One of the response units that went out. I think they made a movie about it with the, the soldiers that were on horseback. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what the movie was. But they're honoring that unit with their special jerseys for this game. There's the uh, navy ones. Uh, they're those look fantastic. Yeah, they're really they're really yeah. sharp. <laughs> it is when you see these uniforms every year. Usually, not all the time, mm-hmm. but usually they are they are absolutely on point. So well, that, I love the symbolism behind the uniforms. Like they, they they do try and pay tribute to something from the past, and uh, they do try and honor some part of the armed forces. Uh, you know, with the uniform styling, and they've done a tremendous job over the past couple of years. It's the best uh, tradition in all of sports is the singing of the alma maters after the game. Sing you, second. You can't help but get emotional watching that game, you know, and, and I say it, and say, sometimes it sounds cheesy, but I'll keep saying it. You know, the, the, the biggest thing to take away from this is that they hate each other. Mm-hmm. If you've ever gone to any uh, academy, you'll see the signs. Beat Army, Sink Navy, they're yeah. all over the place. But after the game's over, after they graduate, they're all on the same team. They're all going to defend our nation. Yeah. So it's it's one of the greatest things in all sports. Yeah, in the, in the history, the the march on. Uh, mm-hmm. If you haven't ever, ever had a chance to go see that, uh, you know the uh, the students that are uh, that you know the the Navy midshipmen that go to Army, uh, the, the transfer program. It's 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 so much. It's so great. And, they send uh, them back to the. Yeah. Fa- it's it's great. Yeah, yeah. The, and the sing second <laughs> is is such a, an incredible honor. Uh, there, so uh, go Navy. Uh, hopefully, you covered the seven and a half that I was able to grab. And you know, when Kenny was on the show, it was seven and a half available. I don't see a seven and a half right now. Mm. It could get back there though, because I think the public is going to be on Army in this spot. Uh, Scott, heading to Sunday's card. Um, I know that we've talked a little bit about Green Bay uh, laying the big old numbers Sunday yep. night football at Lambeau Field. Justin Fields is back. You know, the Packers getting healthier. I don't think we're going to see Bakhtiari. Jair Alexander was back at practice this week, uh, but he probably won't play. Uh, But we know the history of Aaron Rodgers. We talked to Tony Miller. They're going to need the Bears, no doubt about it, in this spot big time. Uh, Do the Packers flex again on the Bears? Yeah, I think so. I think it's one of the – I think we're going to see a first half like we saw from the Minnesota Vikings. This could be a 24-0 first half of the Green Bay Packers, and then it's just a matter of what happens in the second half. Now, the Packers are not the Vikings, and the Bears are not the Steelers. So I don't think the Bears will come back in the second half. I think this has all the feel of like a 36-6 type game, you know, 37-3, one of those type of uh, performances, much like the game where the Bucks blew out the Bears. Mm-hmm. That's the oh, similar man. type of feel I, 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 I see this one having. Yeah, uh, and it won't be bitterly cold. It will be, it's going to be unseasonably warm in Wisconsin uh, this weekend. I think it's going to be in the upper 30s on Sunday night, so I'm a little bummed out by yeah. that. <laughs> it was 38-3, to three, the score of that Bucks game, and right. I think we're going to see something similar. And I remember, I think I took the under in the second half. They just took their foot off the gas yeah. pedal, something, yep. something like that. Um, favorite play on the NFL board as we, uh, as we bid farewell as you go and – have yourself a weekend. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Bucks are going to beat the Bills very easily. Uh, the Bills are a soft team. 
they are not physical. They don't run the ball well. They don't defend the run well. The Bucks will have their way with them. And as Sean King likes to bring up, take away that first game against the Dallas Cowboys. The Bucks wins at home. Their margin of victory is inside the 20s. They are dominating at Raymond James. Yeah, and that is, uh, you can find a three out there. If you look around, uh, looking right now, uh, you can see a, a three out there. So if you like, you got to pay a little extra uh, at Westgate. It's $1.20 uh, for the Buccaneers. But uh, there you go. Week 14 underway. The Vikings get home. Never easy with the Vikings, but it does come <laughs> home as they win 36 to 28. Thanks to Scott Seidenberg for hanging out for, with, uh, with Sean King uh, out today. Thanks to Tony Miller. And uh, thanks to Sean Merriman, Aaron Oster, our producer of Hoops Peterson, coming up next right here on Visa. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.